Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. I've been doing film reviews since 1996. You can read them all there at that website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at the latest, the ninth film from Quentin Tarantino. It's the ninth film if you count the two volumes of Kill Bill as one entity, I suppose. It is called Once Upon a Time, dot, 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 in Hollywood. It is an R-rated film, as pretty much anything that you get from Quentin Tarantino is going to be, because there is strong language throughout, some strong graphic violence, drug use, and sexual references. The runtime is 2 hours and 41 minutes. Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are the main stars. Margot Robbie with a sizable supporting role. Al Pacino, Margaret Qualley, Timothy Oliphant, Emil Hirsch, Kurt Russell, Julia Butters are also in the film. A lot of very, very small roles and cameos to be found in the film as well. Obviously, the director and screenwriter is Quentin Tarantino. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is both different than anything that Tarantino's made before, but it's also, underneath that, a whole lot of the same. It's different in that it's set in a time and place that Tarantino has not explored before. I mean, it looks at Hollywood of yesteryear. This is his first actual filmmaking film, despite the fact that all of his films are really kind of genre homage. But this one's set in 1969, a different era for him to set his films. Now, it's the same as Tarantino has made before in that it is chock full of material that most other directors would have left on the proverbial cutting room floor, and that will lead his detractors to continue their mantra of this filmmaker that is seen as indulgent and unfocused and undisciplined and unable to build on his motley collection of characters and scenes to try to create a suspenseful and satisfying vehicle as a whole. However you feel about Tarantino as a filmmaker is likely going to be how you feel about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now, my observation on Tarantino, at least of late, is that he feels that he's come across a great way to show violence on the screen and to really ramp it up. I mean, really turn the violence quotient up to 11 when he wants to employ a big bloodbath on the screen. And the formula that he's come up with is to find someone or a group of people in history that no one is going to feel sorry for if we see them get beaten or blown to smithereens in grotesque fashion. I mean, this is really what Tarantino wants to show on the screen. He's going to find somebody reviled. The Manson family is in this film. I'll leave it up to you as to whether or not they're going to get the brunt of some violence in this movie. You know, this formula was something that he concocted long ago. His long line of despicable villains, Nazis, slave owners, racists of the Old West, they all get their comeuppance in the most violent and brutal of fashions. And people will laugh at it because we're supposed to hate all of these people. You know, given what Tarantino has said before, maybe if he runs out of non-sympathetic villains to beat and bloody and bludgeon... Maybe Quentin is going to finally make do on that Star Trek film he's been talking about for years. He has to go out into the universe to find despicable villains. Now, as far as the plot goes, Leonardo DiCaprio here is starring as Rick Dalton. He's a Hollywood star who sees his brightness fading in the ever-changing and fickle industry. Brad Pitt and his sidekick, Cliff Booth, he's his dedicated stuntman, his chauffeur, and his overall sidekick in life. 
The outlook begins to look bleaker each time out for both of them. Dalton goes from leading man roles in films to heavies on TV shows, and he's mulling over some advice that's been given to him to continue his career starring in Italian films rather than to take a backseat perpetually in Hollywood from here on out. Meanwhile, Cliff ends up getting into his own kerfuffles on the side, including a spat with none other than Bruce Lee, a young hippie that he flirts with while he's out there driving on the streets of Los Angeles, and he ends up dealing with a past that includes questions on whether he might have murdered his own wife and gotten away with it. Now, another major side story in this film is that of Dalton's newest neighbor on Cielo Drive, Sharon Tate, played by Margot Robbie. This is a fictional representation of a non-fictional character here. Tate, in this film, is the wife of one of Hollywood's hottest directors, Roman Polanski. Unlike Dalton, Tate is a young and exuberant actress with star potential in a film industry that's growing further away from the studio system of making or breaking stars. And while Dalton sees the heartbreak of the steady decline in opportunities, Tate marvels on the impact her bit roles in acting make and a modicum of celebrity status she's been given. She cherishes every bit of the magic that Hollywood still provides to the young dreamers like her around the world. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it benefits from Tarantino's trademark comic relief in his situations and in his dialogue. You know, Tarantino's a filmmaker who built his reputation on characters and his script writing. And in this regard, he is still, I feel, at the top of his craft. You know, plenty of star power here also fills the screens. Good performances by all. Uh, maybe a few in the more minor roles are not necessarily the best performances. But DiCaprio, front and center, is a standout in a very well-rounded portrayal of this professional actor who took his fame and fortune for granted, at least until the day when it looked like it all might be dwindling away. Tarantino must be enamored at DiCaprio's performance as well. He seemingly lets this film continue to strike a lot of the same chords throughout, maybe because Leo is firing all cylinders in the role. It's hard to cut out a great performance, even if the film doesn't ultimately need the particular scene that he's in. Now, even with DiCaprio seemingly at his peak, there are still some scene-stealing moments in this film, frequently stolen out from under DiCaprio, some of them by Brad Pitt in a very understated role as Rick's near-silent partner. In other cases, a young Julia Butters as a precocious actress, well, I should say actor, as she prefers to be called, that Rick shares a scene with. Margot Robbie, she doesn't really get a lot to do here, though, despite getting some ample screen time, but... Unfortunately, Sharon Tate, the character, serves not much more than a plot device and a thematic contrast, I suppose, for the men's story arcs, so kind of a wasted opportunity here. Now, one truly great thing about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is its sense of period. It feels every bit like a film that is set in the era that is represented, not only in the fashion and the vehicles, but all of the stores around Los Angeles that are lovingly recreated in the style as if they were seen 50 years prior. It's really nostalgic, not to the point where it feels like a greatest hits of the era. You know, it does have an eclectic soundtrack of songs and obscurities, but there's a collection of TV shows that appear on TV that are hip and square from today's standpoint. He's not just trying to give you all of the things he likes. There are obviously things that were popular at the time, but are generally not considered in well regard today. So at least in that regard, it does strike as fairly authentic, even if the film doesn't always strive for realism. Now, in terms of setting the mood from the signage to the radio stations to the TV ads to all of the jargon that we hear in the film, it gets it all right. 
even splicing in modern day actors into film and TV footage of the day, it's pretty amazing without really a lot of perceptible flaws. I think only the appearance of long dead actors in those scenes give the nod that digital magic is being employed. It really does feel like a time machine portal to this world gone by that you could almost walk into and live to its fullest. It's so rich in that regard. Now, as I alluded to earlier, Quentin Tarantino has proven himself to be a great filmmaker, but not always the best editor of his own material. I mean, there are pacing issues that abound in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There are also some questionable turns of events within the film that might take some viewers out of some moments to observe the proceedings as a film instead of to stay wrapped into the story, especially when things begin to take a turn for the violent. Now, one thing that does bode well for Tarantino, in his favor anyway, is that he's willing to tinker around with historical events, and Glorious Bastards being the prime example. So even if you think that he's building up to a specific newsworthy event, and that's going to occur, and that might be the climax of the film, he's just as apt to subvert your expectations. So you never know exactly where his own interests are going to lie. Is he going to dramatize the events as they happened for the sake of accuracy, or is he going to try to strive for something more? I think the tells are there early on for some viewers to accurately guess where and when he's going to go with these characters at some point. Now, A number of scenes are worth the price of admission alone, I would say. Maybe even a must-see for those scenes. My favorite scene in this film is a conversation and a confrontation that happens between Cliff and this cocky up-and-comer in martial arts known as Bruce Lee, played here with great relish comic timing, too, by Mike Moe. There are other scenes that are memorable, a trip to see the Manson family before they would become notorious, Rick Spanter with an eight-year-old method actress, I mean actor, and this powerhouse ending in which many of the characters are confronted with a certain rude awakening. As a gripping drama, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood might be a little bit too much of a shaggy dog story to proclaim that this film is one of Tarantino's very best, but I would say as a pop culture pastiche featuring solid performances and a handful of truly ingenious and provocative scenes, I think that this movie shows why Tarantino's legion of fans are willing to overlook all of the filmmaker's self-gratification for those moments. In the end, like the collection of an era on film, you tend to remember only the impactful moments. And I would say that's the same not only for the era of the 60s, but also for Tarantino's movies as a whole. I think you remember them better than how they actually play. So for that, it's a borderline call for me. I want to give it three and a half, but... There are just too many lulls, especially in the middle section, for me to be that exuberant about the film, even though I will say I do highly recommend checking it out if you are at all a Tarantino fan. I'm going to give it three stars for now. Three stars on my scale means I think it's recommended for people who like this kind of movie. If you're a Tarantino fan, I think that means you. If you've never cared for his movies for whatever reason, I don't think that this is the one Tarantino you're going to end up liking, so take that for what it's worth. So three stars... Out of four is the best I can give Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. For now, anyway, maybe repeat viewings. I'll come to appreciate it. So we'll see how it plays out the next time I watch it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. hope that you enjoyed this review. If you have your own thoughts on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I do recommend you going to my website, find my contact information. You can also find links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page. All of those are adequate ways to get in touch with me. That's at quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. While you're there, I also encourage you to check out, speaking of Hollywood history, check out my other podcast called Around the World 
in 80s movies. You'll find a link to that at the site. Until next time, thanks everyone, and please enjoy your time. Anytime you get to go to the movies. Hey.